What's up? It's your boy Enigma, and have you ever watched a movie you loved from your childhood recently and thought, what the f*** was I thinking? Past and Present is a podcast revisiting those awkward times, asking, does your favorite movie stand the test of time, or is it utter trash now? The latest episode starts now. In the 90s, it seemed that we had a string of these types of movies from Strictly Business to Woo to Sprung. There was always these urban dating type movies. And I think mid to late 90s is when this really started to take off. These were more comedic turns in romantic movies. So Booty Call, I think, stands among all. What's up? It's your boy Enigma back with another past and present episode and today we are going to talk about the movie known as booty call it came out in 1997 it stars jamie fox tommy davidson uh, vivica fox and tamala jones actually is listed as vivica a fox and i'm today's years old when i realized that maybe it's say vivica is a fox i don't know it's just crazy one of those things anyway but When this movie came out, it was just a standard comedy movie, just about dating in the 90s. There's a lot of flashiness, the colorful dress and everything that you came accustomed with to seeing in the 90s. The synopsis reads, two friends who have gone too long without sex set out to get some. Now, that is an oversimplification of this. Basically, what I would say this movie was about is Tommy Davidson... (laughs) who plays Rashawn, he's been dating Tamala Jones for um, quite some time. He hasn't gotten laid yet. And then they go on this double date with Buns, who is played by Jamie Foxx, and Listerine, which is a hell of a name, who is played by Vivica Fox. And it's just basically a night in the life of these characters. And basically, we follow them throughout the entire dating scene. It's one of those movies that's hilarious. And, you know, it's... I don't know how I would say that this one is exceeding the others. Now, these were fairly new folks. It was my first time definitely seeing Tamala Jones. Tommy Davidson and Jamie Foxx have been around. Vivica Fox had some little movies and shows here and there. But this is definitely Tamala Jones' first movie that I've seen her in. And Lord knows she has changed. Yes, indeed, she has changed. But we'll talk about that here in a moment. But I guess the reason this one stood out is they really didn't try to do too much with it. You just followed these characters and their exploits of the night. There wasn't anything they were trying to do that was just over the top or anything like that. It it was just good, clean fun. And there's a lot of humor that comes with this. And in my opinion, Booty Call is one of the classics. I mean... A movie called Booty Call back in the 90s was just one of those movies that you just had to see one way or the other. But we'll go ahead and talk about that here as we jump into the past. Now, I'll go ahead and admit it that this was definitely a movie I did not go see in theaters. It wasn't a movie I would have ever paid to see in theaters back in those days. Unless, and let me stop lying because I'm like that now. Unless it's a action movie or explosions or something that takes advantage of the theater life, I really won't go see it. So, 
I'm not going to go see one of those Oscar winning movies that are drama effect. I want something. If I'm going to a theater, I want to have that explosion that takes advantage of the sound and things like that or visually. I'm not going to see a romantic comedy in theaters. I'm just not. Matter of fact, the last movie I want to say, now, now I'll be lying about that too because all the movies that I see like that are normally ones that I went with the wife, but I don't, you know, purposely go to these movies. These are just movies that she wants to see. So, you know, if it's up to me, those are the only type of movies I go see is action-packed movies in theaters. So, if I had to guess, I probably saw this movie on bootleg. And yes, I have admitted that there was bootlegging done back in those days. Either that or whenever it dropped on HBO, because that was the one premium channel we had. I don't think we really had any of the other ones unless it was the free weekends or something like that. But y'all, y'all remember all that. Anyways, my first thought to this movie is I enjoyed the chemistry that the cast had. I thought... Buns, Rashawn, Nikki, and Listerine, which, you know what, <laughs> whoever, and I understand it was meant for a joke, but I'm sure there was some parents out there at one point that may have named their child Listerine, and I really hope they didn't because that that's just a terrible name to go by, especially with somebody as fine as Vivica Fox. Now, speaking of that, this was probably my first time really seeing Vivica Fox. I know she had some things before that, but this was the movie that kind of gave her a little time to shine, and I had a big crush on Vivica Fox when I saw this movie. This woman was bad as a you-know-what, okay? And Tamla Jones, you know, she was cute and everything, and I liked her little innocent side of the movie, and she kind of did her little thing and really grew into this movie. But Lord have mercy, Vivica Fox. Yes, indeed. You know, especially at the end, she got the little tight leather thing on. It's like, good Lord. that, that <laughs> If I took anything away from this movie when I first saw it, it was, my God, Vivica Fox. Lord have mercy. But, you know, the, I liked her role in there. I liked all their roles in there. It, it was one of those movies that... It was just a night in the time of these characters, and you get to see the struggle, I guess, of dating, um, trying to have sex, trying to decide when to have sex with a partner. And keep in mind, this was the mid 90s, um, what I say, it dropped in 97. Um, so that whole motif, STDs, and all that was still around, so they kind of poked fun at that as well. And one of the things I remember is the whole plastic wrap thing. Now, keep in mind, this was in 97. I had just graduated high school the year before. And I'm not going to say that I was obviously the most sexual oriented person, but I had never heard of plastic wrap during sex. I, I really didn't. It was one of the strangest scenes for me. And actually since I'm on that scene, that when I was younger was the funniest scene of all time. The Tommy Davidson, I don't know if, I don't know how he pulled that acting off, but it was just hilarious when he starts wrapping himself in the, uh, the uh, saran wrap and he ends up uh, covering his mouth up. He's suffocating, almost dying. <laughs> and, it, and what made it more funny is after Tamla Jones finally came out there, or Nikki, I guess I should say, came out there and popped it 
pop the bubble in his mouth so he can breathe. He's still sitting there talking about, let's do this, baby. <laughs> I'm like, was it really that hard to have sex back then? I understand the fear that they tried to instill in us about sexually transmitted diseases like AIDS and, you know, all that type of stuff. I, I get all that. But damn, your boy almost died. And once he finally gets his air going, the first thing he thinks of is, let's continue to do this. So that was one of the things that just, I just laughed my butt off when I first saw it. Um, other notable things when I was young, the whole, the Indians at the uh, store. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought, I don't know if, well, I'll, I'll just sit with that for right now because I'll talk about that when I thought about the movie recently. But I like their interactions. They kept going to that same corner store with those Indians. That was funny. Bernie Mac made a special appearance in there, which was very funny as well. The, this movie just, it was just funny. It was not anything that you would want to take seriously, obviously. But I think the comedy was great. I thought everything about the film was... It was just back a film of its time, you know, and it spawned a lot of these other movies. I believe Wu came out after this. I know Sprung came out after this. But it was just a series of these movies, these dating movies back in the 90s with the youth. And this is basically how they portrayed it. And I enjoyed this part of it, this movie especially, because I think it was the more superior one of the movies. And you had an all-star cast. I mean... They weren't all-stars then, but Jamie Foxx was growing. Tommy Davidson had been around. He was doing some things. Both of them were in living color, so you know they were growing. Vivica Fox, again, this was my first time seeing her. Yes, Lord. And Tamala Jones, she had done some shows, but this is the first movie that she actually does, for what I can tell from IMDb. So, again, great movie. It was a fun, hilarious movie. I enjoyed it growing up and i promise you it probably was bootleg now would i have paid to see this in theaters back then knowing what i know now maybe like i said i'm more of an action-oriented person but if there was a good movie that i look back at and said maybe i should have paid for it and eh, this probably i probably should have paid for it because you know, it ends up being a hood classic, at least in my opinion. You know, some people may think this is just another trash movie of the 90s. Me personally, I enjoyed the movie. It was hilarious. It entertained me. But let's talk about what I think of the movie now. Present. All right, so a couple of things I'm going to point out. <laughs> First of all, this had a kick-ass soundtrack. Uh, Missy Elliott, I don't know if she had dropped by then. I know that there was, this may have been the movie where she dropped that first song. And then this was before her album dropped, possibly, or it was around the same time. I don't know. But this has some nice music going to it. If you remember, back in the 90s, movies were made to sell soundtracks, essentially. Let's just be honest with you. And some of the greatest soundtracks came from movies like this, Jason's Lyric, Above the Rim. Um, that other movie, uh, Boomerang. Had to think about it for a second. So... Basically, movies were made to sell soundtracks, in my opinion. You know, the, the music industry was more lucrative, I guess. And so to have a kick-ass soundtrack, that was the whole basis behind a lot of the movies. And 
you'll see like when the movie's going off, especially in this time period, they try to fit all the songs in on the end credits. And so you'll hear one song, then another song will fade in, then another song will fade in, just to say it was part of the picture. So it was just a different era back then, I guess. Um, looking at it now, again, I still haven't, the whole Listerine name thing, I, I really hope somebody didn't name their child that in real life. Somebody watched this movie and was like, you know what, that wouldn't be, that would be a cute uh, name. No, don't. Don't do that, please. Uh, <laughs> so if you know anybody named Listerine, please leave it in the comments because I'd love to know. And if you have a Facebook link, link that too because I would like to see them and see what they look like. I promise you they don't look like Vivica Fox in this movie. Another thing I want to point out, Tamala Jones and the cleavage joke. So there was a little joke that was going around throughout the movie that Tamala Jones didn't have uh, cleavage. Well, she has it now. And I'm going to tell you this right now. And I know this is going to sound very crazy just because I mentioned Tamla Jones cleavage, but back then I was a fan of Vivica Fox. Now I'm a bigger fan of Tamla Jones. Don't ask me why. I just think that she is just naturally more likable in her roles. And when I wrote my first book and my first screenplay um, with the uh, Nola Street Tales, she is the main character I always had in my mind when I wrote that character of Sharice. It was always Tamla Jones. So maybe that's why I have an affection for her now as opposed to Vivica Fox. Now, don't get me wrong. Vivica is still a badass chick. <laughs> she still she still got it. I don't know. I just switched over to Tamla. That's just me. Now, she looks a little more innocent in this movie. But, yeah, she does kind of look weird with the smaller cleavage. And I know they were making jokes about it. But she don't have that problem now. And I'm not going to sit there and argue with it. Um, another thing I, I watched when I saw this recently how often does Rashawn go to the Chinese restaurant that the waiter knows his name? I, I mean, it's in Chinatown. I understand New York is a big place. Well, it's big as far as the amount of people out there, as far as the distance and things like that. It's not as big as people think. So he must go to this restaurant so often that the guy knows him by name and he knows the guy by name. So this must be one of his spots. I'm like, man, how many, how often do you go to a Chinese restaurant that the waiter knows his name? Now, keep in mind, Nikki is the one who lives in Chinatown and he only been dating her for, I think he says like seven weeks, if I recall. And so in that seven weeks, y'all have gotten to know this man that much or was Rashawn always out there in Chinatown? You know, that's one of the things I just, it was kind of odd. It is your typical 90s movie, so you don't really put too much thought into that. And let's talk about this whole dating scene back then. Now, I was 19 when this movie came out, so maybe some of the dating things were a little different in the time because I, I don't remember anything like this. <laughs> but Buns has a point. He's basically paying for a lobster for a girl he just met, I might add. And make no mistake, it's Vivica Fox, so I would have definitely have paid for the lobster as well. So it, he said something about the lobster is $28, which by those standards back in those days is really cheap compared to now, because I'm sure it's nowhere close to that. So the lobster, then the money that they lost playing pool, which it looked like they were getting <laughs> hustled there. And then 38 bucks for the condoms. 
And not to mention the plastic wrap. I mean, this is a pretty expensive date. And now for Rashawn, that's different because he's been dating Nikki for all that time. Okay, that's fine. But for Buns, you know, he had to put up some money for this stuff too. Including the $28 lobster, which I don't know if he actually paid for because they got into an argument and eventually walked out. Rashawn paid some money, but I don't know how much they paid. So I don't want to get into all that, the whole dynamics behind that. But that is an expensive date. So I can see Bun's point. Like, look, I need to get something out this date. And I don't blame him because you probably spent... Well, the $28 lobster itself was a big spin. You split the 38 bucks on condoms. I don't know how much money you lost in playing pool. And, the, you know, that's a, that's a lot of money. And keep in mind, I'm a cheap bastard. I will admit that. I know I'm cheap. Don't sit there. Don't start typing like, oh, you got off easy. I don't care. This was a blind date, okay? This isn't like today where you got the apps and you see the pictures and things like that. He didn't meet this woman until they entered the restaurant, Okay. He don't know anything about her. They haven't had a conversation. There was no discussion. He don't even know if this woman works with him. And yet he's spending all this type of money. So I agree with Buns on that aspect. Uh, another scene. Let's talk about the card scene. The card playing scene. <laughs> now, my question is, who all plays cards barefoot? Okay, uh, that that scene didn't make sense to me. And I know the Tarantino boys are out there and they're not complaining. I get that. But who does that? Now, I can see Nikki doing that. It's her house or her apartment. So she may go barefoot. Maybe Vivica, you know, because she lives right across the hall. She's comfortable in the area. I can see that. But why are the guys playing barefoot <laughs> in cars? I mean, you know, I have a thing about that. I'm not going to walk around barefoot. And even if you do take off your shoes, let's say Nikki has some sort of rule to take off your shoes. You take off your socks, too. I know y'all had to been wearing socks. There's no way in hell I'm sitting up there playing cards barefoot. I mean, it made for a good joke, and I understand why they did it. And I know when Buns had <laughs> dropped his cards after... Him and Rashawn had touched feet and were kind of going at it. And he gets down on the ground. And then, of course, the dog starts to lick Vivica's feet. And she starts getting turned on. And the dog turns his attention to Bun's ass. First of all, why is he sitting there thinking that's her? <laughs> Second of all, how long does it take to pick up cars? I mean, somebody would have said something, at least in my opinion. Again, I understand it was a setup for the joke. I know I'm... You know, just pulling strings here. But I just find it odd that I've never been to an atmosphere that you just all just walk around barefoot. Especially for Buns. I mean, Buns hasn't, as far as I know, Buns hasn't been there before. So I don't know why his comfort level would be like that. Rashawn, maybe. But even then, why are you wearing, not wearing socks? I don't know. That's just something for me. I don't know. I think the imitation, well, I don't think, I know. The imitation thing that Jamie Foxx was doing as Buns when they were having sex with Vivica, that entire scene was just written to take advantage of Fox and his impressions. Some of them were funny. Some of them were, eh, you know, it was kind of a hit or miss things. But back in those days, they used to write scenes where 
the comedians can take advantage of certain things that they were known for. And I think Jamie Foxx was known for his impressions. And so that entire sex scene with Vivica was written. Well, I would say sex scene because they never really had sex then. But that entire scene was written to take advantage of me. Like I said, they were hit and miss. And when you look back at it now, the Bill Cosby one, oh my God. It's just so many things. You know, when things change, you look back at it and it's like, yeah, I don't know if that was funny anymore after everything that was going on. Another thing that really pissed me off about this film was Tamala, or Nikki, I guess I should say, was annoying as hell, Okay. Now, I get it. She's into this whole safe sex thing. And I will say this as an adult, I've still never heard of anybody using plastic wrap. I still, is that a real thing? I mean, leave it in the comments. If you know anything about this whole plastic wrap thing, please let me know because I am just baffled by that. But she was annoying as hell. She kept interrupting Listy's sex hookup and I understand buns was be pissed off who's answering their phones when you're trying to get laid it was just I get it it's a setup for the movie but it didn't make sense like if she's really trying to get laid she would not be answering the phone for anybody but she kept answering the phone kept screwing up buns hookup and you know it, it became annoying so I can understand why buns would be a little pissed off through this process and Listy kept going for it so I don't know and speaking of safe sex, and again, this is, I was 19 then. Do they really make lambskin condoms? You know, everything I've come up with, it was always latex. And maybe that was just my era. Maybe before that, it was lambskin. So that was just something I didn't really uh, understand either. Even when I was younger, I'm like, lambskin condoms, that's a thing? Because everything that I've known was latex. Hmm. So that, that was just, I don't know. It, it was just kind of odd. The whole lambskin, the whole plastic. I mean, I think what Nikki wanted was what they did in the Naked Gun where they had the full body condoms. <laughs> I think if they would have just did that, they wouldn't have any problems because she was very protected. And I don't know if they put it in there just so they can have a safe sex message throughout this. But that's what Nikki really wanted. She wanted one of those Naked Gun full body condoms. And then they could do everything they wanted without having to worry about all that. However, had they done that, they would have missed the best part of the movie, which I thought were the Indian clerks. And now, I know I said the plastic wrap when I was younger was my favorite scene. Now my favorite scenes are the interactions with those Indians. <laughs> they were hilarious. And I can't just pick one because every time they were on the scene, it was funny. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there now, you know, in this PC cultured world who probably would say, nah, they don't like that. I know there was um, a poof of the Simpsons gets a lot of hate for doing some of the similar things. Not as raunchy as this, obviously. So I can kind of see them being a little upset if this scene was actually created today. But it was the funniest part of the movie. Every part of it was funny, especially when the, the guy tried to rob him and they're in the middle of an argument and the guy just calls him a crackhead. <laughs> it, it, it was just such comedic fun. And that's what made this movie fun is because you didn't have to worry about the PC back in the days and things like that. So definitely any scenes that they were in were hilarious. Um, the Bernie Mac cameo, I mentioned it earlier. You know, you're looking at it now since he's passed away is an awesome scene you know bernie max um 
the last words he says, uh, remember what I said because I said it <laughs> after getting caught with the furry temptress, as you guys said, or fuzzy temptress. I forgot which one he said. I think they were arguing back and forth about that too. So Bernie Mac obviously is a legend in the black community and in the community in general. So it was nice to see him, um, in that role there. Um, couple other things here that I'm going to kind of wrap this up. A scene where at the end where they were trying to get a cab out in Chinatown and the guy gets out of the cab after Buns blocks his path with a gun pointed at Buns. He actually <laughs> shot the gun, pulled the trigger, but the bullet didn't come out. So let's just rewind this for a second. So Buns stops the taxi cab. The guy gets out with a gun drawn, pointing it at Buns. And actually closes his eyes and pulls the trigger. Now, what if that gun would have been loaded? He could have killed Buns. This man was really about to kill this man just for no reason. I mean, you're in a car. Why? If you were going to kill him, you could have just ran him over if that was your intention. But to get out, point the gun, close your eyes and pull the trigger and lucky nothing came out. That, that was a very dark twist. He could have killed that man. So if you look at that scene now... It's a little different than looking at it when you were young. Because you're like, oh, it's just fun and games. Ha, ha, ha. But no, he could have actually killed that man. And then he runs off. They steal the cab, which is, from what I understand, those cabs make a lot of money. They're very expensive. But he basically just stole the cab. Okay, they stole the cab to bring him to the hospital where Buns is... <laughs> um, the, Buns dresses up as a doctor to get him past the uh, Chia Pet Lady. And then he has to uh, deliver a baby. And there is really something wrong with this dude because he's actually looking at this woman who's in labor, talking about how sexy she looks. Buns has an issue with women, obviously. And, you know, I'm not one of them people that says, oh, pregnancy isn't beautiful, it's nasty, and it's, you know, it's a beautiful thing, but it's not a lustful thing when a woman is in labor. I mean, maybe that's a fetish out there. Who knows? We got fetishes for everything else. So maybe there is one that likes women who are giving birth to children. That would be the most strangest thing, but I just didn't understand buns in that. And then him and Listy finally have sex in the hospital. Now, you're supposed to be looking for your boy, Rashawn, to make sure he's okay and also to avoid Chia Pet Lady. And this is where you decide to get down and have sex. And I understand that Nikki was right about as far as Rashawn's relationship with Buns, that's his boy and all that, but this man really wasn't trying to help you at that point. He was trying to get laid, and again, it was with Vivica Fox, so I completely understand because, yeah, I probably would have gave up on <laughs> Rashawn too if I had that chance to hook up with Vivica, so that's just me, but it's supposed to be your boy. He's supposed to be looking out for you, and he's trying to get laid in the hospital. I mean, bruh, can y'all just hold it for like 20 minutes get make sure your boy is okay and then y'all can go do all that hilarious and towards the end nikki's walking around by herself and she, somehow she got into the surgery area now i don't know if you've been in a hospital recently but there are certain areas that you can't get into and somehow she got into an area where they were having surgery you can't get into those areas easily and i don't think it's changed since then i think that's probably been the case you know since way back when because there was a time where 
husbands and or the men, I guess I should say, weren't allowed to go see their wives while they were giving birth. So if they blocked all that off, how was Nikki able to just walk right in? Now you could say just a raggedy hospital. I get that, but there's a lot of protocols in place to keep people out of those surgery areas because they can infect others, especially when somebody's committing, um, you know, where they're actually going through a procedure. So I don't know. I just thought she got through there a little too quickly. And then the thing I have, the biggest issue that I have with this movie as an adult watching it, and it was lazy for the writer's parts. So Rashawn is on the table. He's about to go through the procedure. Nikki busts in there saying, no, he, this isn't right. And the doctor's like, get her out of here. You know, she's already contaminated the area, but that's not the issue I have. So she yells out, he doesn't have insurance. And the doctor gets upset and says, I'm going to the golf course and leaves out of there. They brought Rashawn in there at two in the morning. Okay. So it's probably, let's say, three in the morning when they're doing this surgery. What golf course is he going to at three in the morning? And I understand there was a lot of things that were just crazy in this movie. But for some reason, that bothered the hell out of me. It's like, come on, dude. The doctor could have said a great many things. There is no way that... (laughs) He's going to the golf course at three in the morning. You could say, well, time had passed. They were waiting and this and that. But remember, Chia Pet was looking for him. So this would have had to have happened very quickly. Even if you say, let's give it till four in the morning. Okay. Because it was about the sun was coming up, I think around maybe about five-ish or something like that. So let's just say it's even four in the morning when he says this. What golf course are you going to? That was just lazy writing right there. They wanted the doctor to say something funny. And had it been at like, you know, four in the afternoon, that would have been different. Or two in the afternoon. But this was like two in the morning that they brought him in there. Three in the morning, he's probably going through the procedure. Let's say three or four in the morning. That was stupid. That's the dumbest thing in this movie. And, you know, I understand there's a lot going on. But that was just, that just irked my nerves right there. Overall, does this movie stand the test of time? Yes, it does. This movie is still funny as hell. It's still enjoyable. It's nice to see the younger versions of the all-star cast there. And they really were, you know, it, it worked. It was just one of those movies that just really worked from beginning to end. It was hilarious. There's a lot of the tropes that people still talk about to this day. And then the overall name of the movie, Booty Call. I mean... How can you not like this movie? It's still funny, still relevant to this day, even though I think the lamb skin condoms and the saran wrap may have <laughs> all expired. And I've never even thought that saran wrap was actually a thing, but I still don't believe it's a thing. But, you know, it is what it is. Still a funny movie. I enjoyed it. One of my definitely favorite comedies I like to look back and watch. It's just uh, just a movie you can just dumb down and just enjoy. So what are your thoughts? Did you enjoy Booty Call? Did you love Vivica Fox like I did? Leave your thoughts in the comments below. And as always, if you want to check out any of my creative work, check me out on www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. It's your boy Enigma signing off. Deuces.